Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. I am one of your hosts, Barry Johnston. Happy to be here with both feet on the ground. With me, as always, my co-host, my best friend, the professor, Mr. Adam Beebe. How are you, sir? Hello, smiling sensei. Thank you very much. I am doing well. How are you? You uh, you said you were a little shaken up from earlier, man. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I was. I spent the majority of the day up in a lift, uh, mm. about sixty or seventy feet off the ground, and uh, oh no, yeah. So my nerves are shot, man. I am. Do you, uh, like a scissor lift or was uh, it no, it's or a, what? It's one of those like. Uh, it's a huge like. Uh, it's like a big arm lift. I don't know how to describe like it. A, oh, so you're in a like, bucket? Yeah, I'm in a bucket. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, that's even. It's just like terrifying. Just it's terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying. And you know, it's funny. You used to not be so. Uh, used to be fair, very fearless, my friend. You used uh, to no problem. Those days are gone, man. <laughs> I don't mind it so much. Like. I could be, you know, 20, 30 feet off the ground. I'm okay. But, man, you start getting way up there, and I just – you start to – and no matter how much you try to relax, like try to calm yourself, try to just – you can't help but just sweat and, like, you know, you're just hanging on for dear life, so – yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it takes a toll on you after a while, man. I spent yeah. I spent a good few hours up there, so uh, yeah. I, yeah, I can uh, I can I feel you, dude. I can look up at a really tall structure that's close to me, like you know, like a like a, a, a crane or a a, yeah. a a radio tower. I can look just looking up from the ground and get kind of you know swirly you know yeah yeah Yeah, dude you know the anxiety from even just thinking about climbing up there yeah no yeah i couldn't uh yeah yeah i wouldn't have been good for painting the sistine chapel and i wouldn't for you know doing what you've done so yeah the only thing that saves you is like you gotta look kind of where you're going you know Mm -hmm. and not pay attention to the ground like i like like if i if i looked if I turned around, I would make sure to look eye level. Like I didn't try to, you know, I was trying not to look at anything underneath. Yeah. So, uh, but man, every little movement is like, you're just terrified. Now, the the other thing too, is like, as you're moving that lift, like you stop and it just continues to move for a minute, you know, yeah. it rocks a yeah. little bit. You're yeah. just like, fuck. Oh, so I think I'm, we might have one more day of that tomorrow. But uh, anyway, on the brighter side, um, I did see today in my neck of the woods that one of my favorite bands of all time, Sunny Day Real Estate, is coming in, in March to play 
the mm-hmm. diary record. Uh, it's 30, 30th anniversary this year. Ooh. So I'm like, I got to get, I got to get up. I got to stay up at least to try to get the tickets at midnight because they're playing a really small venue here. It's going to be. Oh, great. really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So Man. I'm excited. I'm excited about that. If I can get tickets. That's awesome, dude. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. And yeah, everybody, yeah. good vibes for Bear to get yeah, those tickets. Yeah, yeah. That's a, they're an important band to you. I oh, know. and huge. Uh, they're definitely to me. They're you know I'm a big, I'm a fan, and they are they're they're an they're a hugely influential band that yeah. most people haven't heard of. Uh, you know, yeah. they never were never on the radio no. and. Um, but uh, they were they were big in uh, that uh, the early and mid '90s Seattle scene. Yeah. Uh, but they weren't grunge. They weren't a they grunge were, band. Yeah. They're you know, and I mean, it's weird. Like some a lot of people call them early emo. You know, and I always heard them as emo. But yeah. to me, they're just I don't know. It was a little bit. It's emotive for sure, but it's more like slowcore. You know, it's more. Yeah, that's slow what I, I always, I always like. Uh, I always equated them to like a post-hardcore, like a, mm-hmm. like like how Quicksand was like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quicksand was one of the. They were heavy but melodic. You know, mm-hmm. they they were. Um, yeah, because to me, emo's a little bit different. But I mean, I get that too. I understand it. I mean, there's yeah, yeah. there's that and. Some people, well, can, some people can consider them to be a prog band. Also, interesting. Yeah. I've never heard that. I wouldn't. Yeah. Have, wouldn't have thought yeah, that's that. That's weird. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's strange. Yeah. But that just goes to show you when it comes to you know labeling music is just like everything. Like people can interpret what each label means because you know a lot of people hear emo and they think of Guy Liner and My Chemical Romance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah, is, yeah. in my opinion, yeah, yeah. not emo not, at yeah, all. Not at you all. You know, that's some, yeah. um, you know, whatever that genre is. It's it's MTV emo or screamo. But you know, hey, yeah, that's that's because well, one, we were in that scene when emo was a thing with the Promise Ring and with Braid and with, yeah. um you know, Joan of Arc and Rain and Mariah and all that stuff. Yep. And, um, which were, you know, pivotal, you know, made yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. you know, second wave emo or what Midwest emo, whatever. Exactly. You want to call it. That's but, correct. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Christy Front Drive, all that stuff, man. Oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. I know what I'm doing after we're done here, man. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, um, that's awesome, dude. I really hope you get to go see him. I had a chance to go see him, and I and I uh, I blew it because I uh, I got two tickets, and um, I couldn't find any when I was li- where I was living. I couldn't find anybody to go with me, and I was just I didn't want to go by myself. You know, yeah, I was yeah. just at that point. You know, where but now I mean, you know, I'll do whatever. But at that point in time, I you know wanted i didn't want to i don't for whatever reason i don't know anyway missed it and uh so you know hey that happens but um that's really cool so i wish you uh i wish you luck and i hope you and i got a good feeling you will thanks man yeah i appreciate it ask our uh, guest today what she thinks so she can feel that because she's you know got a little bit of the shine absolutely Uh, (laughs) um our guest today 
is uh, joining us from Texas, the uh, uh, great state of Texas. And she has a, uh, as I said, she's got a bit of the shine. She's got some abilities, and her, her name is Nicole. And uh, she's got a different take on what it's like and what her life has been like with these uh, abilities, these gifts. Um, so uh, without further ado, uh, from deep in the heart of Texas is Nicole. Nicole, thank you for joining us. What's your weird story? Hi, thank you so much for having me. So happy to be here. For anyone that doesn't know me, again, my name is Nicole. I'm a psychic, empath, quantum energy healer, spiritual mentor, and life coach. My weird story goes back into childhood. So I have been psychic my whole life, but I first discovered this when I was nine years old. I was coming out of school to get picked up. I was walking under some trees. And just out of nowhere, I had this random thought, a bird's going to poop on me right now. <laughs> yeah. And I kid you not, it did right then and there. It landed right here on my arm. And I remember looking down thinking, oh, my gosh, this is so gross. And, oh, my <laughs> gosh, I can't believe I predicted this. <laughs> so I go to the bathroom and I wash it off, get in the car. And I'm just kind of keeping this information to myself because I grew up in a very conservative religious family. These kinds of things weren't talked about. And when they were, it was often under the lens of, ooh, that's wrong. That's evil. You shouldn't do that. So I kept everything to myself. So what ended up happening over the years is I developed anxiety because I felt like I couldn't control what was happening to me. I couldn't control the outcomes I was seeing, but that didn't stop the visions from happening. So I would have a dream and then the next day it would come true. I would have the vision and then soon thereafter it would come true. And so over the years I started developing not just anxiety, but also depression because oh, I wasn't God. in alignment. Yeah. I wasn't in alignment with my authentic truth. I got to be in my early twenties. I thought I had done everything right. Go to school, get good grades, get a good job, get all the benefits and everything would be fine. Right. Like that's the American yep. dream. That's the success mm -hmm. story. That's what they tell you you're supposed to do in life. So I had done that and I got to be quote unquote successful and I actually ended up in the ER with a massive panic attack. I thought I was oh, dying, God. ended up on the bathroom floor. My husband had to carry me to the car, take me to the hospital. I woke up, they told me I had a panic attack. And they were pushing for psychiatric medication to treat the anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. And I knew that there had to be another way. I just like, uh, felt, I felt it in my bones. There had to be another way. So while I did take some medication to get to baseline, at least some somewhat stable, what really helped me was the personal growth and development. So I started doing mindset work, affirmations, started getting a mentorship. And as the years went on, I found that this served me well, but I still felt like I was missing something. I was still missing the soul and the spirit and the whole psychic component. So I was really drawn to anything with the word soul. I joined a Facebook group called Visionary Soul. They were hosting a retreat called Soul and Fire. I go to this retreat. One of the facilitators just turns to me and she says, you're psychic. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, 
how did you know you are not supposed to know this? This is my deep, dark <laughs> secret. I don't tell anybody this. I'm freaking out. And she's like, no, actually, this is what you're supposed to be doing in the world. And so she helped me unlock and unleash that ability, releasing the resistance that I had toward it. Because all this time, and then it, this, is, this experience happened in my later 20s, I've been told my whole life that this was wrong. This was yeah. bad. This was yeah. evil. Yeah. I shouldn't be doing this. And so for me to really let that out was a huge breakthrough for me. So I just went all in on my my spiritual journey and my psychic development. I started offering professional psychic readings online. I got trained and certified in different healing modalities and started offering that. And then what ended up happening is I noticed that a lot of the people that were coming to me for these readings were also highly sensitive, highly empathic. They already knew the answers. They were just coming to me for confirmation. And also the people that were coming to me for healing, I noticed they were holding on to energy that wasn't theirs. They just didn't know how to filter it. They looked exactly how I looked that whole time growing up, not knowing what to do with this information wow. to do with this energy. And so I identified this huge need for psychic development it was actually the inspiration and motivation for developing what i do now which is the creator i'm the creator of the oracle academy we house the psychic school so we actually show people how to tune into their intuition to ignite their intuition supercharge the psychic skills and be able to use that to heal not only themselves but create an impact in the world so that is my story in a nutshell wow. there's more that we could unpack there but wow yeah. yeah wow okay well let's do that some unpacking um let's let's start with the with the the socks um so when you were a little kid you so you were you're how old were you when when the how old were you when the bird pooped on you i was nine okay wow yeah and so, uh, and Barry and I also grew up in very uh, conservative houses in a conservative town in a conservative state. And yeah, so we we understand that. Yeah, we didn't talk about uh, you know psychics were you know uh, you know we were well. Psychics were either, you know, they were uh, witches or in league yeah. with the devil or new yeah. age practitioners yeah. or or, or yeah. scam artists, you know. Exactly. Uh, that's what psychics were. And, you know, you didn't talk about that and stuff. Of course, you know, again, you know, basically the underlying theory of our show is, you know, the stories that you don't normally tell, don't normally share with people because they are the weird ones and people would look at you differently. And yeah. that's just got to be so incredibly stressful to know that you're like, you're having these abilities and not, you know, were you, did you not tell anybody? Did you not tell like, you know, no, no friends or no family members or anything. You just completely. Wow. Yeah. Completely kept it to myself. Wow. Wow. Do now, yeah. Do does anyone else in your family I mean I know you didn't talk about it, but do you know if anyone else in your family has these abilities? Yeah, so now looking back, having been on this journey for some time, I can see how my mom is highly sensitive, highly empathic, intuitive, psychic, but she's taken the religious approach to it. Yeah, And it's interesting in my journey right now, she's actually living with us for a little bit. 
that she actually sold her home a few months ago. She moved out here to Houston. So she's been staying with us. And I felt that we needed to have some healing conversations. It's like, mm-hmm. I can't have someone under my roof that doesn't even know who I really am. Oh, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, just yeah, yeah, yeah it all out there and she's like oh yeah i get visions all the time and i i speak life language or speaking tongues but i don't do it because yeah. people think it's weird <laughs> wow <laughs> this whole time we could have been running and it was just wow. being kept under wraps and you know she still thinks that what i do is rich and that's that's her opinion and and i know that i only work with the light so i am gonna embrace that but Ultimately, um, what it came down to is she said, I don't ever want you to go back to the box I put you in. I want you to continue to doing what you feel called. Wow. That was huge. That was huge. That takes a lot of courage for your mother to say that. Yeah. Like even though she doesn't understand, doesn't agree for her to hold that space. It was, it was very, very healing for me. Mm -hmm. And I think it's healing for her too, to see how I'm able to, to take her experience of not um, unlocking those gifts, take that and say, you know what, I'm going to embrace mine. So she looks at me as a sort sort of inspiration for her to step into her gifts and in alignment with her religious beliefs, but for her to be able to come through. Mm -hmm. And then now you know, we have our daughter, she's almost three, she'll be three in a couple of weeks, actually, three generations of women who are psychics, healers, empaths. My daughter is very, uh, very intuitive, very telepathic. I like to play games with her. So I'll ask her, I'll ask her, um, so I have two kids. I have a one-year-old son and a three-year-old daughter. I'll say, okay, like, what does the baby need? And she'll say, oh, he has a poop or he wants water. He wants to eat. And she'll be right. Because I already know. I already know. Because I have, you know, not just the mother instinct, but that telepathic connection with my son. And she'll already know, too. And she's very sensitive to energy. If anyone in the house is feeling a little off, a little funky, she'll be like... I don't want to eat. Wow. <laughs> I'm in a mood. I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> she picks, wow. She picks up the energy of the wow. other people in the house as well. Yeah. Dang. That's, that's interesting. There's a, I think a lot of kids, you know, like Adam was saying, when we were growing up, it was a different time. And a lot of these things that a lot of folks consider to be, you know, normal, um, weren't so normal back when we were growing up. And so mm-hmm. uh, it was interesting whenever I first moved away uh, from Oklahoma, growing up in a small town and I began, you know, having relationships with people from totally different religious backgrounds. I was, a, a, a door was open to me as, as far as understanding that, you know, People that have these abilities or have these different approaches to life, it's just a different lens to see things through. And and if you don't let it scare you away, because there is so much language around all these things that you're not supposed to be doing. And it's only because we didn't understand or, or they didn't understand what was happening. And uh, anytime you can encourage a child growing up in that situation to express themselves that that way, I think it's great because you call it uh, spiritual inclination or whatever. I had that in my family also, you know, my on my mother's side there, you know, even my mom, she has that intuition and it's like 
that could be considered something that you talk about. I mean, that's not very far off. It's very, you know, you just wrap it in a little bit different presentation, but it's the same thing. It's that inner thing, that voice or whatever it is that you you're listening to. And, uh, it's, 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 it's cool. It's, um, I'm glad we live in a time where you can freely express that without the, uh, you know, that the worry of someone catching wind and there being problems. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt that very intensely just a few months ago. It's interesting as I was coming into my psychic gifts again, it was right before the pandemic. So I was in this sort of isolation rapidly developing my spiritual gifts and abilities without any sort of social contact. Mm. So things like schools, churches, everything were closed. So when we came to Houston, my husband wanted to go back into church because by then everything was opening back up. There was no restrictions. You could socialize. There was a huge part of me that resisted going back because that witch wound was like, oh, no, they're not going to understand me. They're going to ostracize me. I'm going to get excommunicated. I have visions of me burning at the stake. <laughs> and I kind of sat with it for a while. And I sat with it and I made excuses. I'm like, oh, my daughter's breastfeeding. And oh, no, I'm pregnant. And oh, no, my son's breastfeeding. And I was a big excuse. And then all of a sudden, spirit's like, hey, you need to go back. I was like, I don't want to go back there. And no, it was like, no, you need to go back. And they said, my spirit said, there's an important conversation you need to have. So I go back. I go to church. We start going to this church down the street. And I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And one of the, one of the women there friend requests me i thought oh here it is because my <laughs> profile is public it's a psychic oh. coach there is no hiding nothing on oh wow, wow. So this is it this is it and so um you know i got a friend request and then we go into church on sunday and she's like hey so you want to go to coffee it's like i do not want to go to coffee and spirit's like you're going to coffee i was like she's gonna talk to me about my facebook profile and spirit's <laughs> like yep and so i go to coffee and she's like so I'd like to talk to you about your Facebook profile. Like, oh, here it is. Here it is. She's like, so tell me why you're here at this church if you're like into all this psychic stuff and I see you identify as a witch. And I don't understand. Like, how do you reconcile that? And she's asking me all these questions. And I said, look, I said, I don't feel that I should have to defend myself. However, if you're interested in hearing my perspective coming here with an open mind open heart you don't have to agree with me but if you're actually curious to say what i have to hear what i have to say i don't have anything to hide and it took a lot for me to say that because the human in me wanted to get the f out of it yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah. oh i do not want to be here the spirit's like no you're staying with this and I, it kind of felt like i had the backlash of a past life being like in the spanish inquisition and being in a room <laughs> being interrogated and 90 minutes i sat with her for 90 minutes wow. it was actually her and another woman um from church were there questioning my ideology mm-hmm. my beliefs my practices my even my marriage my integrity my business practices all the things and i sat with it stuck it out and i didn't cry a single time didn't shed a single tear when i get in the car and i'm on the way home and then all of a sudden i felt this karmic release of chains being broken of 
all of the mystics, witches, healers, psychics in my family line, all of the, the history of that and humanity. And I just was filled with such immense gratitude that we live in a time and a place where we can actually have these conversations and have them in public. Like that was a public place. Yeah. And not be burned at the stake. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh man, I, I felt it. I was just bawling because I felt it so intensely. Wow. wow. That is an intense generational release almost. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's that is something well, I mean that's that's you're kind of like um I mean that's like fully you know, to your pro to your to your pro I guess the prosecutors, to the people who are who, you know, I mean, they're coming after you in a way. It seemed like they and I don't wasn't there, but that tact that situation with them bringing it you at coming at you and say, hey, you know, why I want you to explain yourself to me. You know, what is all of this all about? I don't understand. You need to tell me, you know, you have to like, it's like your duty to report to them or something. And then you're just like, give them, you tell them exactly what they, what you are in a way, the gentlest middle finger expressed. Cause I mean, it's kind of like, I'm telling you what I am regardless and your judgment doesn't matter to me, you know? And, um, that I can understand. That just has to be the biggest, like, you know, almost like a, a coming out of a sort, you know, a spiritual coming out because you're just like, you know, and th here it is, bam, like it yeah. or not. And I call just, it like coming coming out of the broom closet. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. They, uh, I think, in a lot of ways, uh, if you believe something. Um, you have the opportunity to express that to people that may never hear that from anyone else, you know? So like mm -hmm. I've been on the receiving end of that kind of a thing also, uh, when I was growing up and, and, um, uh, it's very uncomfortable. And I think, I was too young at that time to really understand how to express myself verbally. So I couldn't explain it at the way that I would have liked to explain it. But I think as I've gotten older, anytime that I've been faced with any kind of uh, pushback like that, um, I, you, it is an opportunity. The people that, that are probably in that world, um, when you step into a church or something like that, that they, they have a very, cut and dry way of, of seeing the world. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. In fact, I admire a lot of people that, that live their life that way. But, um, until they're presented with an, a, a, a different point of view, they may not get that from anywhere else. And it may, even if they don't take it and, and apply it to their lives, at least they've had something like maybe questioned there opinion on things and it's like it only makes everyone grow yeah and get f more more firm in why do i believe these things like mm -hmm. you questioning me that really makes me in look internally and think okay if i'm gonna try to explain this to somebody how do i explain it to somebody you know it, and we don't all have the opportunity to do that because most people don't have those types of interactions when you're actually being like put on the hot seat, you know, 
Yeah. That's very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. And it was a huge catalyst for me. It put a big fire under my butt to spread the message because one of the things she said to me was, you can't bridge Christ consciousness in the cosmos. And I said, no, exact. that's exactly why I'm here. And when I got out of that conversation that week, I got the, the nudge. Spirit said, it's time to be sharing this message to really get serious about the mission of normalizing psychic intuition and having these conversations. And I said, great. Well, if I'm supposed to do that, how am I supposed to do that? He said, well, you need to be on podcasts. And I was like, I don't know any podcast hosts. Show me how I'm supposed to connect with them. And that's actually how we met. I, wow. I saw this group and, and then it was for connecting podcast guests with hosts. And I said, okay, great. Like if that's the one I'm supposed to do, show it to me again in the next 24 hours. I like to play games. You're going to hear that about right. me. I like to play games with the universe. And so the next day, I showed me the same group. Now, if you understand the algorithm, the chance of Facebook showing you the same group two days in a row, it's like very slim to none. So I showed the same group the next day. So then I took that as a sign, joined the group, and there we go. Wow. Wow. So you're, so all of this sort of, would you say that you were kind of uh, dormant until COVID or is that what pushed you into really like getting deep with this spirituality aspect of your life or, or I know that you had some inclinations as a kid, but like, when did you really start to like pay attention to that? Yeah. I noticed something brewing late 2018. Mm -hmm. There was a sort of, for lack of a better term, a sort of dark night of the soul. I felt like I was having a relapse where all of these anxious thoughts, depressed feelings were coming back up and everything hurt. Every bone part of my body, everything hurt. My eyeballs hurt. My hair hurt. Mm. I thought I had um, MS. I thought I had multiple sclerosis. I thought I had chronic fatigue syndrome. I'm going to the doctor. Like there's nothing physically wrong with you. And so I got to this dark place where I thought, God, I just want it to stop. I just want it to end, right? And I'll never forget this. It was very clear. I was in the shower, and, and for me to take a shower in this stage of my life was a big deal. It, it took all the energy I could muster just to get out of bed. I'm in the shower. I'm thinking, God, I just want the pain to stop. And this voice came in. It said, don't stop. Keep going. There's purpose in the pain. Mm-hmm. And I knew, I knew in that moment that if I could help even one person through that experience to save them from suffering so they wouldn't have to go through it the way that I went through it, and all of that pain that I'd been experiencing would have been with it. So that's what really catapulted me. That's when I, I knew I was missing the soul. I knew I needed to get back into the soul. That's why I was drawn to the word soul. And that led to a retreat in 2018, which was right before the pandemic. Okay. And then I was in the cooker, massively accelerating yeah. my gifts during the next year and a half, two years. However, how, wow. once I moved to Texas, we were a lot more lax here. We moved here in 2021, <laughs> but I know in other parts of the country, it was still very much yeah. a, a thing even into the 2022. Wow. When, uh, when, when was it, how old were you when, uh, you had the, the panic attack that and you ended up in the ER? Yeah, I was 21. 
oh when that gosh. happened. And then I was 29 when I reactivated my gifts. So that was 20 years after wow. I first discovered them. Yeah. Wow. So you had been just suppressing any kind of anything. Yeah. Yeah. So even when you when you left home uh, from and went to college, you didn't start to kind of, you know, open up or experiment or you know, and you kept that under wraps. And, Man, uh, I was a hot mess. All kinds of anxiety, depression, control issues. I actually ended up writing a book and, and self publishing a book about that. And I was. All, I mean, all sorts of vitamin deficiencies. I would get random rashes on my skin. I was, I was a mess falling apart. I had an eating disorder. Goodness. Because, oh. I, was because I was repressing it. Yeah. Man. Isn't it, uh, I mean, to me, maybe it's odd how when you, when you, um, you suppress something like that in your life, like how your body re- reacts to that. Yeah. Um, I wasn't ever really conscious of that as a young person, but now I think I'm becoming more conscious of that and paying attention to those things that like, it's so strange because the body is more than just a, uh, uh, a, a, a vessel that you use to, uh, get around in life. You know, you got to actually pay attention to when you need an oil change or, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like, Everything that you ingest, either through TV watching or food or conversation, it can all really affect your entire body. And I think spiritually also can get contaminated in that way. Yeah. You know, especially if you're around like uh, you know, negative people and, you know, mm-hmm. negative thoughts, neg- all, that, all that, there's plenty of negativity in the world. And when you're a person that struggles with anxiety or any kind of mental disorder, um, yeah. any extra salt and pepper that you stick on that can really be a recipe for disaster. And then you add COVID into that mix. And uh, that was, that's amazing that you took that time to really, instead of run from it, dive into it it's commendable thank you and I'm, I'm really resonating with what you're saying about all the external noise because that's that's one of the things that I've really been been sharing whenever I step into these conversations or containers you know people ask me well how how can I develop my intuition because I, I can't even hear myself think and and we can go as far down the rabbit hole as, as you'd like, but mm-hmm. my my thought, my feeling, what I've seen and experienced and what I see in my in my clients' lives and the students that I have as well is we're part of this system, right? Society. You can call it the matrix. I actually think the matrix is a documentary, but we could talk about that another time. <laughs> but um if we think about our intuition as a sort of radio and we're attempting to tune in to God's first universe, the divine, whatever you want to call that higher power. If we are also plugging into all these other energies, say our parents and our spouse and partner and the TV and the news and the media and the social media and religion and school system and politics and ethnicity and all this stuff, it'd be really, really, really hard to hear yourself think. 
really hard to hear your intuition. It'd be the equivalent if you were to turn on your computer to YouTube and then your phone to Pandora and your TV to the news and the garbage disposal and the dishwasher and the washing machine. Like you're not going to be able to hear anything. Yeah. Mm. No wonder that people are so stressed out and they're overthinking and they're guessing this is way too much noise, way too much clutter, way too much stuff going on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, one of the. I think there's a lot of that adds to the growth where of uh, you know mental health issues, particularly depression, throughout. You know, they're just a massive amounts more that people are more people report depression these days than before, and I don't think necessarily it's because all of a sudden everybody has depression. Depression was there before. It's just you know. I don't think it was as recognized as much, but I think that there is just that we're saturated with so much outside information all the time. You know, there's everything is 24 hours, the bam, bam, barrage of, pardon me, barrage of, of useless or, or, well, maybe some of it's useless information. Some of it's good, but it's hard, you know, it's just, coming at you at all sides and you know trying to sort it out and listen find yourself within it can be you know exhausting in itself and that just wears you you can wear people down and you know it's if you're sensitive of any kind not just you know psychically sensitive but you know just emotionally or whatever it's easy to just get rolled over by everything by the world um, I've, you know, I've been, I've dealt with depression for, you know, since my teens. Yeah. And like, I even had a, uh, a massive panic attack a few years ago where I ended up going to the hospital because I thought I was having a heart attack, yeah. you know, and, and I go to there and they're like, no, your heart is fine. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's your brain, you know, <laughs> you're just, it's just a massive panic attack. So, you know, and, and also, panic biology, attacks aren't fun, man. No, they're not. No. And it plays in biology plays into it because, like, my mom, same thing happened to her. Like uh, last year, she ended up in the hospital because she had a massive panic attack, and she didn't realize that. You know what I went through. You know, two years before or whatever, two or three years before, she didn't understand exactly the. What that how when when you're when your brain just short circuits like that and you have a panic attack and you can't do anything where where you feel like you know if you don't go to the ER you're gonna die you know I mean when you when yeah. you're at that point when you're like I don't know what's going on with my body I've got to go to the doctor's now yeah got to take care of that now you know. Yeah. Um, that's that's it's a scary scary thing and so like i totally understand i'm right there with you when when you and at 21 to have that be what you're going through what you're experiencing at 21 yeah uh you know that's such a young age to be dealing with that amount of anxiety to where you crumble but it's I mean, it's just it's 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 sad, but you made it through, you know, and and that's the thing I always tell people is like you make it through, 
you re, you take that event and you build back upon it, you know, because that's it does make you stronger. You've seen the weak spots and now you know where to fix it and kind of what to do and figure things out how to make it not be that big or or of a deal or bad of a deal anymore and just keep going on up, you know. So so yeah, I I get that. I commend you on that, but it's just. Oh wow! Sometimes you, you sometimes you have to be broken so that you can be repaired. Yep. I guess I don't know. Now I'm just yeah. kind of verbally meandering, but <laughs> the, the break the breakdown before the breakthrough. Yeah. Ex- yes. Thank you. Thank you. So when do you when you work with people clients you're helping them heal? Where do you start? Is it different with everyone? Do you have a sort of a, a thing that you like a protocol that you uh, work through, or how does that work? Yeah, everyone's journey looks a little bit different, but typically we look at where are they now? All things good and bad. There's no judgment here. There's no right or wrong. There's only what's true for them. But where are they now? Where would they like to be? What's the slow moving energy or resistance as to why that's not already their reality now? And then we trace that back to the root causes. Most commonly, it's something from childhood, but even that early on, it could also have roots in, say, past life or something in their ancestral lines that's creating patterns that are still playing out here in this life. And so then we work with some different energy healing modalities. I do a lot of guided meditation. I'm also being certified in hypnosis. I do a lot of light language. You may have noticed I've been talking with my hands this whole time. We do, uh, gosh, let's see, past life regression. We can do Reiki. We can do any number of things to help shift and clear that energy. And then once we really shift the energy from the past and clear that, we can move forward with clarity and confidence. Gotcha. Wow. And then, and you're also, you're, you are, you're teaching also, is that, would, would that be the proper way to say it? Like you're helping uh, other people with their gifts and things like that? Yes. Yes. So in addition to one-on-one coaching, which was primarily what I did earlier on in my, my coaching journey, I'm now, we've created the Psychic School, which is part of the Oracle Academy. So it's one of the many ways that people can develop their psychic gifts and abilities. We do also have some other self-study components, but I highly recommend the Psychic School because it bridges the gap between this desire to learn on our own and also connect with other people. So you get the self-study component with the group coaching so that you get the best of both worlds to really accelerate your journey. So your abilities, your particular set of gifts beyond uh, the the clairvoyance the, or the precognition, um, what other and you have telepathy with your children and empathy uh, is what what other abilities do you necessarily have or or is that you know. Yeah, no, these are great questions. So um, I talk about the clairs. So my primary clairs are clairvoyance, which you touched on, that's clear seeing. I'm also clairaudient, which is I have both hearing, and then mm-hmm. also clairsentience, which is the feeling. I actually have all the clairs, so clair olfactants, which is smelling, clear distance, which is clear tasting, and then also clear cognizance, which is clear knowing. Now, I have talked to my spirit guides about the smelling and the tasting because it was usually really funky stuff like trash and sewage. I don't want to be smelling that. Tasting mm-hmm. weird stuff like blood and rotten food, like I don't want to be 
expecting that. So that's kind of dialed down. But the rest wow. of the other players are, are very much online. And then um, I can also play around with astral production, astral travel, remote viewing. That's an interesting oh, wow. one. But I use that very cautiously because I believe everyone's entitled to a degree of privacy. And um, I've really only used that to check in on, like, my husband if he's gone out. I want to see when he's coming back. I kind of tune in to see where he's at. But um, what else? I been playing around with like telekinesis if anyone's interested in that i recommend with starting with something simple like a, a candle flame you can actually connect in with the fire spirit and start um sending it telepathic messages to move so you can have it jump up jump down move side to side uh, oh, wow. or extinguish itself yeah oh, so wow. kind of fun. you can play around with the wind too so if you're like for example my office desk spaces a window so i can see the trees so i can like connect in with the wind and then have the wind move the trees if i want to play around with that it's just another way to wow. use the psychic abilities yeah. and connect in i've heard i've heard barry uh play around with the wind but that's well, something else completely that different was, that so was, that was after ta- that was after mexican food that's correct. <laughs> yeah i'm so um, sorry <laughs> <laughs> so but speaking, yeah, the food, the tasting, what I've not really heard too many people even mention that the, uh, how, 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 how tell, tell us about that. How does that work? What does it do? Yeah. So the tasting would just be all of a sudden a sort of random taste in our mouth. Most commonly for me was the taste of metallic, like kind of like blood in the mouth okay. or like rotten tasting food. And now looking back, I can kind of see, okay, these were coming in during times of high stress. Spirit was trying to get my attention, telling me to slow down and stop. I like, wasn't paying attention. And um, I also got, this was an interesting one. Now looking back, I can see it was my psychic abilities trying to come online. But shortly after that panic attack, I switched jobs. I actually quit my good paying job with excellent benefits to go do this other thing. And I started seeing flashes of light and orbs of color and shapes in my field of vision. And I thought there was something wrong with my eyeballs. So I go to the eye doctor. He's like, no, apart from not being able to see distance, your eyes are perfectly healthy. And I'm thinking like, what the heck, like what's going yeah. on with me? And now because I've been studying this, I'm like, Oh, that was the clairvoyance coming through just in another way. And wow. even, even now, right. Like I was, was looking at, um, I, I noticed about myself, I haven't read a physical book in a long time because I would have trouble reading. I'm like, why did I have trouble reading? I haven't had trouble reading for years. I only started having trouble reading when I reactivated my psychic gifts and abilities. So I switched to audiobooks. And I didn't think anything of it for years until my husband and I started reading, we just read The Alchemist, and now mm-hmm. we're reading the um, Celestine Prophecies. So I like to read it because then I don't fall asleep. So I'm reading the words are jumping around on the page. I'm thinking, what the heck is wrong with me? How did I develop dyslexia? I realized this has been the case for years. I was just avoiding it. So I started doing some research, and it turns out there's a connection between what they call dyslexia and clairvoyant abilities that people who have a a hyperactivated, um, whatever part of the brain controls the creative visualizations, people Mm -hmm. who are clairvoyant, it's like hyperactivated. It also can affect our ability to see words on a page. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. Oh, interesting. So then I was checking in with my group. I have a, a Facebook group called the Conscious Collective. I was checking in with my members. I was like, how many of us are having like dyslexic issues where words are jumping on the page and you look back at the sentence and it says something completely different? A lot of people were raising their wow. hand like, yes, that's me. Wow. Yeah. That is very interesting. Yeah. I haven't heard that connection yeah. before. Yeah. Wow. That is fascinating. Okay, so you've written books, right? Or how many how many books have you written? Yeah, so far I have published one of the manuscripts. I've written one book that's stress sized, How My Hunger for Control Almost Killed Me, that takes my journey from graduating college through that job that I mentioned, the good job, excellent benefits, yep. where I thought I was doing everything right, ended up in the panic attack. Yep. So it actually leaves off with me quitting my job. So that still leaves the past 11, 12 years uncovered, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's been other manuscripts that I've cool. almost completed that okay. are wanting to come through. So stay tuned for that. That's awesome. You know, that whole thing, you know, I, I'm going through this right now with my kids, you know, because now they're all out of the house. They are, you know, making their way through the world and uh, college. um, And it's the time period from when you graduate high school to, I would say, 30 is the most difficult time in your life because you don't know who you are. And you're really searching for that, and it's very difficult. And I and I and I never thought about it because I was living it. But now, when I watch my kids go through it, I I see it from a different point of view. And we've been sold this idea that you just got to have the high-paying job; you'll be happy. You know, you can have all the stuff you want. Uh, you can drive the fancy cars. You can do all the things, you know, and I think what you've expressed and what I've also found, and I'm sure Adam has found this too, to a degree, is that like uh, money isn't the thing that makes everyone tick. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I think in a lot of cases, people aren't built to work like that. Uh, they're not mm-hmm. built to um not have this built in sort of sense of this is a good thing to be doing. You know, that's that thing that, that uh, spiritual aspect of things or whatever it is. And so I think what you, that, that what you've said there is like um, very, it's profound because I think people need to hear that, that like, there's nothing wrong with you. If you react that way to having to deal with, the choice that you've made to work in, in a quote unquote normal job. Uh, but what do you do with that? You know, you, you got to continue pushing through and you have to find it, whatever it is that you uh, resonate with, you got to find that. And no one can tell you what that is. And that's the, you have people like yourself that can help though, can help sort of maybe uncover some avenues for people to try to walk down. But, uh, and I would encourage anybody out there that is, uh, struggling that way. And, you know, maybe sees Nicole, here's this conversation, uh, you know, reach out to somebody and see, see what it does for you. I think it's a great thing that you're offering to help people through these, uh, difficult times in life, you know? Yeah. Oh, 
It's great. Thank you. So and the, I, I don't, I don't think it's any coincidence. We spend 13 years in school and then the next 12 to 13 years on learning everything we learned yeah, in school. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. It's like, it's uh, like, so, there's no way to shortcut like, uh, uh, giving people like, uh, um, uh, common sense. So we go through 12, 13 years of school, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Nicole. So how can people contact you and connect with you and all of that good stuff? Thank you. So if you'd like to check out any of my programs or services, I recommend you check out the website. It's oracleacademy.com. It's a little play on words between Aura and Oracle. So that's A-U-R-A-C-L-E academy.com. There's also a link to a free quiz to help you discover your spiritual superpowers. You can discover your intuitive type, how you best connect in with source. And then we also have information on the psychic school as well as our other programs on there. And then if you'd like to connect with me on social media, I'm on Instagram as Nicole.Starbuck. That's N-I-C-O-L-E, little dot in the middle, followed by my last name, which is like the coffee, but without the S at the end. <laughs> and then we are also on Facebook. So I have a Facebook group called The Conscious Collective. Excellent. Awesome. All right. Well, we know that we could speak to you for so much longer, but you've uh, you've got to go. Uh, so we appreciate you taking the time out and and sharing it with us. And uh, we had a great time. Um, I can say for Barry because absolutely, we're it, I don't know if we're so much psychically connected, except or that we just know each other that well, or almost like an old married couple. That's exactly what I was going to say. It was. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, almost, yeah, yeah. but yeah. not exactly. You yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like you know. I guess kind of like an old, old married couple where they don't. They're just around each other. They don't fool around or anything <laughs> anymore. Uh, but or, yeah. or ever, and I just didn't yeah. say anymore. Thank you. Yeah, thank ever. you. you know, yeah, and I was gonna say that. So you were reading my mind. <laughs> Mary's, Mary's wife. See, and this is my psychic. This is my special ability is to just dig a hole and keep going. Um, but anyway, Nicole. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate it. That was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Hey, you know what we need? What's that? We need a new ad for our merch store. Our merch store. I've had a few people reach out to me and ask me, just how do we get What's Your Weird Story merch? Huh. How do we get that What's Your Weird Story merch? What's dash your, spelled Y-E-R, dash weird dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's what's dash your spelled y-e-r dash weird dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's correct get in touch with us go buy some merch we got some cool stuff yeah dude and you know what? If any of our listeners out there has some really cool ideas or has some really cool what's your weird story type art that they want to see on a t-shirt, get a hold of us. Maybe it'll happen. Yeah, thank you, Nicole, for coming on. Uh, yes. Great, great stuff. We appreciate it. And uh, just uh, 
another interesting life that she's had, and she shared that with us. And I'm always uh, so grateful for people to come on and talk about uh, her experiences yes. and uh, her life, uh, sort of helping other people, being a a, a vessel uh, for these things. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that will be able to identify with the uh, her feelings of where she was, you know, because of uh, her, you know, where she grew up and her family and all of that could not, you know, uh, be her true self, you know, couldn't right, really right. let herself free and do live her life how she wanted to or as she is and accept what, you know these abilities that she had, you know, yeah. and I mean, obviously, you know, it's very analogous to a lot of, uh, a lot of gay people, um, who, you know, who, who are just, you know, can't come out, you know, uh, as she said, coming out of the witch's closet, you know, right, they right. can't coming out with the closet. So I, uh, and for that to culminate in a big anxiety attack is just not surprising at all and it's just you know i mean it's sad that this is uh you know where we're at you know but that with the but it's we're a lot as nicole said we're in a place now where it's not as bad you know right. where she can proclaim herself and talk about these things yeah you know even have you know a heart to heart with her mom about it and her mom being well you know, uh, just as long as, you know, you're happy. I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, you know, you put you in, in, you know, in a place where you're not you, you know, yeah, that yeah. kind of a thing. Right. So I, yeah. that's really, um, that's the journey in, you know, that's the beginning of the journey, but that's a big journey there. And, um, you know, I, I, we appreciate you, Nicole, for sharing that with us because that's that's some deep stuff. Yeah, yeah. Spiritual matters are are like uh, are very uh, personal, and um, it's 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 tough, at least in my world, to tell people where they should reside within that. Like, I think everybody has the sense. Uh, in one way or the other, maybe maybe some people uh, just completely shut that part of their life off, and that's totally their prior, you know prerogative. But um, other people um, they find spirituality in different ways, and uh, mm -hmm. just I love having people on and and that share that you know their experience, and because it comes in so many different shapes uh, and colors and variety. And uh, we would love to get your story. If you guys are out there and you're listening to this and you've got a story to tell, you want to talk about your life, talk about your spiritual journey, want to talk about weird things, funny things, we would love to have you. Absolutely. We we love good stories. You know, um, you, you don't ha it doesn't have to be weird. It, we just, it's just your story and it's true and your truth. And it's, you know, your life. And we, we just love hearing those stories or, yeah, or the funny ones that you tell people, you know, when you when you catch yourself being an idiot or uh, or something or something else, uh, you know, life life is quirky moments. We love that stuff. Uh, we also love life's mysterious moments, you know, those mystery things, those hard to explain things, those unbelievable but really happened things. We love those stories, and we love talking to you, and uh, we love just, you know, being 
interacting with all of our friends in Weirdville, Weirdsville, new or old friends, everybody. Uh, it's what, you know, it's what we get out of the experience. It's, it's what the joy we get. And we hope that you get joy as well. Uh, you know, listening to us, these conversations that we have, because, you know, that's what we're here for. We're here for you guys. And, uh, and also, you know, we're here for us uh, a little bit too. Um, (laughs) but we want to be, uh, spending more time with you face to face, not just in your ear holes. Uh, so, you know, if you want to join us and share your stories, you know how to contact us on our Facebook, uh, Instagram, um, or you can email us WYWSPOD at gmail.com. Um, we're going to be setting up a, uh, buy me coffee, um, um, which is a an account, an app where if you uh, so feel like, you know, supporting us, you can buy us a coffee. You can, you know, or uh, donate some money to help us uh, maintain the Weirdsville studios here because, uh, you know, it takes it takes a little bit of money to uh, to 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 put on these shows. Yes. But, you know. You know, everybody. You know, if people want to help out, we would love the help, the and the support, and the financial as well. But you know, just you being here um, is what you know. That's that's great support in and of itself. So we really appreciate that. But we'll be talking some more about that. Uh, buy me coffee. Uh, I think it's buy me coffee backslash weird story. Um, I think that's what it is, something like that. But we'll make that official, you know, uh, soon. But, uh, you know, when it all boils down to it, we appreciate you showing up. And uh, we appreciate our guests, and we appreciate each other. And uh, we appreciate uh, good salsa, and uh, we appreciate... Um, you know, a long hug. Yeah, and, oh yeah. Um, Especially in this weather. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Warm socks. Um, oh yeah. And uh, but yeah, we appreciate you, Weirdsville. We thank you, and we will uh, see you next week with more incredible stories. God, we got so much good stuff lined up. We are so just been just just so lucky to have so much um loaded up and ready to go for you guys it's a good it's good it's kicking off to be a great 2024 um and uh we're 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 excited about it we hope you are too so until next time uh barry my friend stay warm stay dry that'll work yeah be safe be weird as always if you have a weird story we want to hear it if you have a lot of them we want to hear them all we can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions whether it's sharing your stories listening rating and spreading the word about the podcast thanks for listening until next time be safe be weird The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.